today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Um, so if you're just looking to get a card um, with an account, you can accomplish that. There's some friction to even getting to that point, but you know, it, that doesn't really serve the purpose of ultimately what we're trying to do. Um, of We built a product specifically for children, teens, young adults, you know, to jumpstart their financial future and journey. It was built with that in mind. And, you know, our UI, our UX, um, we, we spent years and a lot of time thinking through how do we provide the best overall user experience. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief Zach Miller. There's a flurry of activity around creating bank accounts for young people. Getting the balance between autonomy and parental oversight is critical for teens. And STEP feels like it's found the sweet spot. Joining me on the podcast is CJ McDonald, founder and CEO of STEP. CJ was a co-founder of GIFT, a startup targeting the massive gift card market, and was acquired by First Data. He's come back to fintech with STEP, a bank targeting teens and their parents. We talk about what teens are looking for from a bank and the challenges around servicing them. We discuss the product, CJ's philosophy around monetizing teens, and STEP's acquisition channels. CJ McDonald's my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Tearsheet's Embedded Conference is an event that brings together financial institutions, technology players, and other firms from industries outside of finance adopting financial services. It isn't about banks versus non-banks. The Embedded Conference is about collaboration and tapping into the best each player in the ecosystem can offer. The nature of the financial institution is changing. Embedded Finance turns every app, software, retailer, and business into a bank. And people are responding in kind. With the uptake of embedded finance, consumers are showing that they want a bank with the brands they love. We've got a star-studded lineup of senior leaders from Goldman Sachs, Marketa, Galileo, Q2, and so many more presenting on the future of embedded finance. To learn more and register, go to tearsheet.co and click on events in the top navigation. Hi, CJ McDonald, founder and CEO at STEP. Uh, STEP's next generation banking platform for teens and young adults to jumpstart their financial journey. And uh, we found an underserved market where traditional banks were not really tailoring towards this demo. And uh, we're super excited to now be in market and uh, offering a banking platform for the next generation. Awesome. And I'm, I'm happy to, to meet. Um, but before we do, I, I, I'd love to hear about your previous background. How did you get to found a, a bank focused on, on families? Yeah, so I was born and raised in the Bay Area, and um, I've been in the early stage startup ecosystem um, all of my career. I've always loved to build things, and um, over over the last you know almost twenty years, I've been fortunate to be part of four different companies that um, I joined very early on and helped build and grow. Uh, my last company was a company called Gift, where we built a digital gift card platform. It actually stemmed from my wedding. I got married and got a lot of gift cards for my wedding and was frustrated as a consumer with managing and handling plastic mm-hmm. gift cards. Um, I did not know that the gift card industry was over $100 billion in the U.S. And I got super interested in just disrupting and bringing technology and automation to a large, very traditional uh, industry. Um, so started a company called Gift. Uh, we built that up over the course of several years. Ended up selling that to First Data Corporation uh, back in 2014, and when I went to First Data, I just I you know I was exposed and learned a lot 
uh, and got more deeply involved just with kind of the payments ecosystem. Um, and that's where I you know, started to, when I left there, think about what was next. And um, that's where kind of step was born. So you had a fintech exit and you didn't continue exiting the building. You, you wanted to continue uh, within fintech. Um, what, what, why, why the interest around fintech, I guess? So it's interesting. When I left Gift, um, I did not have intentions of staying or going back into fintech specifically. Yeah, we've heard that a lot from um, founders. But what what kind of drove the decision was, you know, as I was thinking about what was next, I took some time off and spent time with my family and I've got two young kids. And I just, the, the idea of kind of building a, a next generation money and banking platform, it just became more and more clear that there was a massive opportunity and a wide gap with all the other products and services that were out there today. Um, and I just, I got really excited about the opportunity. Um, our mission is to, educate the next generation to be smarter with money. And it's always bugged me that schools don't teach kids about money. Families don't talk about money in a lot of households. And kind of rich or poor, you really have to have an understanding of the financial ecosystem just to get by in life. And so many Americans, you know, find themselves in a hole or debt that's just very difficult to dig out of. So starting that financial journey on the kind of right path and, and, and the right step, no pun intended, um, is something that, you know, we're, we're excited about and, um, you know, we're, we're committed to, to doing for this next generation. And, and, and from a product standpoint, like before step came along, like what did banks typically offer for, for, for children and families? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, banks have offered, a teen checking account for years. I think the problem is, is they really, they take their, their platform and, and now their mobile app and they kind of reskin it or change a few words and then, you know, allow a parent to open one up for their teen, but it's not really tailored towards the younger demographic and it's not really tailored towards families. Um, so if you're just looking to get a card um, with an account, you can accomplish that. There's some friction to even getting to that point, but you know, it, that doesn't really serve the purpose of ultimately what we're trying to do. Um, of We built a product specifically for children, teens, young adults, you know, to jumpstart their financial future and journey. It was built with that in mind. And, you know, our UI, our UX, um, we, we spent years and a lot of time thinking through how do we provide the best overall user experience? And I, I don't, I have not seen it from traditional banks and it's not something that, you know, they offer in any meaningful way at the time, which is why we got super excited about building it. So, so what are some of those things, CJ, that um, the banks don't offer that Step has um, maybe from the experience or UI UX perspective that you feel are really important? I think the best way to think about it is if, if you look at what millennials and Gen Z has kind of gravitated towards over the last five to 10 years with regards to money, we've seen platforms like Venmo or Cash App, you know, really explode. And they've got tens of millions of users globally that are transacting billions of dollars and basically using that to just send and receive money. 
And the problem with something like Venmo or Cash App is, first of all, you need to be 18 years or older to use it. So that kind of cuts off, you know, the high school and, and under 18 market in general. But the bigger problem is in order to use it, you have to have an underlying bank account to link to it in order to get money in and money out. And the problem is, is most teenagers don't have a bank account of their own. And so they don't have the ability to link it to something like Venmo or Cash App. But it's a service just in their day-to-day life that is valuable that they that they want to use. And so I think the best way to, to look at it and to answer your question, we kind of took a traditional bank like Wells Fargo or Bank of America, and we took something like a more modern day fintech company like Venmo or Cash App, and we brought those worlds together in terms of a P2P solution with an FDIC insured um, banking platform. We don't charge fees, like a lot of traditional banks charge fees. And we allow you to have, you know, your bank account and the ability to send and receive money either in your family or amongst your friends um, in an all-in-one solution. And, um, you know, that's not something that exists today for, um, for Gen Z. Got it. Um, I want to ask a philosophical question around, um, I guess, fa- call it family banking. Um, how much autonomy to give the children and how much control to give the parents? Like, how, where do you come out on that? And how, and does it, and how does that influence, I guess, the, the end product? It's a great question. And, and, you know, I wish we've had so many internal debates over the years with what's the fine line, you know, between giving the parents controls and giving, you know, the teenager responsibility and independence. So they don't mm-hmm. feel like they're being watched or handcuffed. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's different, there's different platforms out there that I guess have different stances on this. Um, the stance that we've taken to date is, you know, the parents ultimately, if someone's under 18, have full control over the platform. Um, so, you know, they, they, they're the end user, but we, they can log into their account and they can have visibility into transactions that their child has made for sure. Um, We did not go to the extent of blocking specific merchants or blocking MCC codes um, because we did not want the team to feel like they were completely handcuffed. Um, So we kind of took a middle ground approach of parents have full visibility, they've got full control, but we didn't want to make it you know, to where every single transaction that the teen was doing, they were getting a notification or that, like I said, they could go in and block specific merchants. Um, they can turn off the card and close the account, um, but it's not as granular. Hmm. And what about um, the concept of monetizing children? Is that, does that impact your decision not to charge fees or not to have a subscription? Um, how, how do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, there's a few other platforms out there and traditional banks as well that that charge a monthly fee. And the reality is, you know, a child or a teenager does not make as much money and they do not spend as much money, uh, but they they still spend money. And so from a monetization standpoint, we look at it with the lifetime value of the customer. We're starting this relationship earlier. 
we want to build tools that help them and educate them, you know, along their financial journey. And our goal is that each step of their journey in life, we continue to offer relevant financial products and services to them. And there's lots of opportunities along that journey to monetize and not have to charge outrageous, you know, traditional banking fees. Um, so to start off, we offer a card um, with an FDIC insured bank account. Um, as I mentioned, there's no fees for the card or the bank account. And each time the user transacts and uses that card, um, you know, we're paid interchange. And it's something that we don't plan to build a business solely on interchange, but for the time being, um, there's opportunities to monetize and, you know, at least start to build the business out of the gate off of that. Interesting. Um, can, can you also talk about, um, I guess the, how, how STEP differentiates itself from, and you've said it in some of your other questions, but in answers uh, from some of the other, I guess, competitive products out there? Yeah, so I think there's a few, depending on the you know competitive products that are out there. Um, I mean, a big one is no fees. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't charge fees. Um, another big one is, you know, we, we are going after a very specific demographic, kind of that 13 to 18 year old demo right now. So there's a few other players out there that are skewing younger and there's a few other players out there that are skewing a little bit older, but we've got a very specific focused demographic that we're targeting and that we wanna you know, win and have millions of, of teens on our platform to start off. Um, so that's a big difference, just kind of our approach and our targeted you know, demographic. Um, our product is very unique, our account and our card construct. So our product is, it's a secured card that is secured against, you know, your step deposit account. Um, but the thing we're really excited about is our, our product, our card product actually helps you build credit at an earlier age uh, before you turn 18. And there's no other product that, uh, that does that out there today. Interesting. Um, and so the, I mean, you know the importance being um, an expert kind of in the fi financial industry of just establishing credit and building positive credit and the impact that that can have, you know, when you go to get your first apartment or, you know, your first cell phone plan or buy a car or buy a house. Um, but the problem is, you know, today you turn 18 and you might get a credit card with a couple hundred dollar limit. You don't really know what you're doing. And a lot of people start making mistakes and, you know, damaging their credit early on. So we built the product with the intention of establishing credit at an earlier age. And for all intents and purposes, our card and account has guardrails on it. So you cannot overspend. You cannot negatively impact your credit. Uh, you can only positively impact your credit. But the most important thing is you're actually establishing credit at an earlier age. And that's a big difference because there's no other product in the market that does that today. I like that. And I guess along those lines, you've talked about sort of the educational component. What does STEP do um, as part of the experience to help young people learn about um, their finances? Yeah. So my belief is that the starting point for that is just having visibility into how and where you spend your money. Hmm. Uh, you know, growing up on cash, it, it was hard to track, right? I, I had 
two boxes of, of cash under my bed for my paper out and I would go spend mm. it. But I, I didn't have, you know, I didn't log it or track it. And the, the great thing about having a digital experience and having an app and having, you know, being notified when you make a transaction and showing what your balance is, is you're starting to have visibility and insights just into how much money you have and that balance between spending and saving. And so for us, the starting point was to build the mobile app and build a solution that has all your transactions and your money right there. Um, we've got lots of things kind of around financial literacy that we're building out to continue to build on our mission and continue to you know, educate the, the user further. Um, we just launched a Money 101 section on our website. We're publishing articles um, each month on you know, new topics kind of around Money 101 and the importance of, of money in general. Um, we've got some really cool budgeting tools uh, in the app and the platform. We've got allowances where parents can you know, set up either a weekly or a bi-weekly or a monthly allowance, which starts to kind of mimic you know, a paycheck. Right. When you get a paycheck each week or two, you've got bills and you've got to start to budget and think through, hey, do I really need these new AirPods or do I want them? And there's a big difference between need and want. And some of that is educating, you know, the younger demographic and generation of that balance between you know, spending and savings. And how are you bringing on new customers? How are you acquiring them? Yeah, so we, a few ways, um, we've got a lot of organic traffic where people are just finding us or specifically searching for a product for their kids or for themselves. Um, so that's one way. Um, we're pretty active just in general on social media. Um, our demo is, like I said, 13 to 18 years old, and we can, we've started to we've started to build a community just around social media and, and engaging our community. Um, we've got some really interesting partnerships with some influencers. So as part of our launch uh, a few weeks ago, we announced a partnership with the largest digital influencer um, that's out there, Charlie D'Amelio. And, um, you know, she's 16 years old and she's kind of in our core demographic and she's got a, a massive platform and, um, she's super passionate about financial literacy and, and, and helping other people as well. Um, so we've, we've got a multi-pronged approach of mm -hmm. just building a, a really solid product and build, building a really solid brand for the next generation. And you've alluded to a couple of things. You said um, that you don't intend to build a, a business off of interchange alone. Uh, and you talked about some of the things in the works. Um, what, what, what should we expect to see or hear from Step in the future in terms of new products? Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, you know, we're not talking about publicly yet, but it, it, I think the best way to think about it is naturally a 17-year-old's going to turn 18 and go off to college. And when they go off to college, there's different products and needs than maybe when you were 15 years old. Um, you start to, as you, as you age up and, and get a little bit older, you start to have different needs and you start to have, you know, additional financial products and services that you're going to want in your life. Um, so some of that, you know, turns into credit products and lending products and investment products, um, savings products. Um, so 
we're, we've got a really exciting roadmap, you know, kind of over the course of the next couple of years. And our goal is to continue to offer relevant financial products and services um, for our customers. Awesome. Um, I, I guess I have, I have two last questions. The first is um, how, how teens, we've heard a lot on this podcast from um, incumbent financial institutions serving adults, like how, how user behavior has changed during the, during this crisis, this crazy time period we're in, has, 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 have kids changed their behavior or they, or they just, are they just, is a business as usual? I think they've changed their behavior as well. Um, you're seeing in general across, I believe, kids and teenagers, as well as adults, um, obviously online purchases uh, are at an all time high. Um, and, and I think that's partially given the, pandemic and not as many people are going out. So, so you're seeing that, um, a lot of kids still operate on cash. You know, they get cash from grandma and grandpa, or they get $20 from their mom or dad because they don't have a bank account. They don't have a card. And so I think part of our success as well is, is you're seeing kids need more so now than ever, given what's going on in the world you know, an alternative to cash. And I think it's highlighting, you know, and expediting kind of moving towards this cashless era of mm. more and more people are transacting online. More and more people are using services like Amazon or Uber or the app store. I mean, that's another thing. I think if you look at some of the app store and play stores statistics over the pandemic, you know, more and more people are downloading apps and content and, and streaming services and all of these companies and products and services that I just went through, cash doesn't work for. So I think more than anything, you're seeing the, the need for digital and the need for new products and services that kind of shy away from cash. And that's even more so highlighted, I'd argue, kind of in our demographic, just because there's not a lot of products and services that are tailored towards them. And now last question. Um, what are your biggest priorities um, taking step into the end of 2020 and into 2021? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Cause um, you know, it's an exciting time and there's so much to do, but I'm a firm believer in focus. Um, you can only do so much and you need to focus and do it well. And um, so, so for us, it's, it's, it's all about focus and execution. Um, we're, we've got some new features and products that we're going to be rolling out kind of over the course of the remainder of this year and running into early 2021. Um, so that's a big priority and focus. Um, we're hiring, so that takes up a, a lot of time and it's really important to hire the best people. And um, we're spending a lot of time adding to the team and, and growing a team. So that's the priority and focus. Um, just making our product better. Um, we want to be the best version of ourselves and we want to, offer the best product for our customers. And so we want to continue to improve there and um, add some of these new features as well as just make some, you know, overall UI and UX uh, improvements to the platform as you see it today. So, I mean, those are a few things that jump out. We just want to be, you know, disciplined and, and laser focused on our task at hand, which is to build the largest, you know, banking platform for the next generation. CJ, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thank you very much for having me.